Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Welcome. Today we're going to be talking about money. Yes, money. That word, that thing that so many of us are afraid to talk about or it causes us stress or we just straight up avoid it. Tag me on Instagram if that's you. It used to be me too. It's okay. You're going to learn so much in this episode. I have with me online financial coach, Mandy Thomas. Mandy helps people who make good money learn how to manage it better and have more to show for the money that they make. She also helps health coaches simplify their business finances so they can confidently run profitable businesses. While she's not a financial advisor and she doesn't sell insurance or investments, she does improve your financial situation so that you can experience less stress and anxiety around your money. So we're going to talk about the connection between your financial situation or your perceived financial situation, which can both be equally as stressful and impactful on your body and how those affect your mental and physical health. And we'll talk about how to manifest money into your life. She's going to give you real tools that you can change your mindset around and 
tools you can do to take action with your money. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. These are really easy steps to start to overcome your anxiety around money, which I think so many of us struggle with. So let's dive in. Hi, Mandy, and welcome to the show. I would love to have you start by sharing your story on how you discovered and realized your anxiety and health problems were linked also to your finances. Absolutely. Well, for starters, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. I'm a listener of your show, so this is amazing. So for me, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And I didn't know then that I had anxiety around money. I didn't realize that until I was in my 20s. But looking back now, there's all the signs line up. And because we didn't have very much, I knew that I had to be the person in charge of my money always. So from a very young age, I was just really, really good at managing it. I didn't have a lot of positive role models. So I just started to read books. I managed my money really, really well. But what I struggled with that I didn't even know at the time was my mindset around money. When I got into my twenties, I was working as an engineer. I was doing really, really well financially. I had a six figure income. I had no debt, managed it well. But the interesting part was that was actually my highest point of anxiety around money that I ever had because I was living my life as if I was a kid when I was seven years old and worried about you know, having enough money for food and being able to just buy things for school. And I was, I was great at the management side, but my money mindset really didn't change. It hadn't evolved. And I didn't understand at that point how it was actually affecting me. I was a very science-based person for the vast majority of my life. I was a very left-sided thinker. So mm -hmm. I did not think anything at all that these thoughts that I had around money about me worrying had anything to do with how I felt mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And then when I was about 18, that's when I started to have a lot of digestive problems. That's where my health journey began was a lot of digestive issues that really changed from, they were almost all of the digestive problems you can basically have. <laughs> and then from there, I started to get an anxiety. And then my anxiety for me led to binge eating because when I would get really, really worried about money, I would turn to eat foods that I knew were not good for me and that didn't make me feel good. But I was looking for that quick that dopamine to make me feel better. And mm -hmm. so then after that, when I started to feel that, that turned into a cycle for sure. And then it started to really, I was really trying to work on my digestive problems. I was going to a lot of doctors. Everyone was telling me I was fine because I'm a, a, quite a fit person. And so that was very discouraging as well as I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast knows that feeling. So that's where I started to become more open to alternative health, which I previously was not. So I started doing a lot of stuff to help with my digestive health. But what I noticed was my stress was still getting higher. And all of a sudden, my memory started to really kind of disappear. So I was 24 years old. And a lot of the things that used to be easy to me were now difficult. So at work, things that I used to be able to do, absolutely no problem. I really had to think about it. And when I would think it was almost like then all of a sudden I hit the point of nothing. There was just no thoughts. There was nothing coming up for me. And it was such a scary feeling to think I'm trying to recall these things and they're not coming to me. So what I did because of, I was so scared, I was carrying around two, um, 
notebooks in my pockets at work in my coveralls. So the tasks, I could write them down ahead of time. So when people weren't looking and, it, and I had to go do these on my own, then I could bring it up and I was able to actually get through them. And it started to get really scary because that was really the feeling of losing your intellect and wondering at 24 years old, is this early onset Alzheimer's? What is going on with my body? It was such a fear. I felt so out of control and I, I, I felt like a victim at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to figure out what was going on and I still wasn't making any connections yet. And it was, it was really by, after going to so many people and yes, my health had improved by doing a lot of alternative uh, therapy. No one ever asked me how I felt deep downside. Nobody asked me why I was so stressed. Mm-hmm. We were always trying to figure out, you know, this external thing that was going wrong and, you know, this thing that would fix me. I was always looking for something to fix me. I thought if I just found this thing, that's the missing piece. Mm-hmm. And I finally, when I was working with a coach, that's when I realized I was working with her on my anxiety and binge eating. And finally, when we sat down and we were talking on Zoom the one day, I finally opened up to her and I said, you know what? I can tell you why I'm feeling this anxiety. I said, this is because of all my fears and worries about money. And I finally opened up to her. And although nothing was fixed right on that call, it was like a 30 pound weight had been lifted off my chest from 20, how many years of me keeping in how I felt. And it was this immense sense of relief. And that's when my healing journey actually begun was when I realized I needed to really work on how I felt about money and also opening up to people around me and telling them, this is how I feel. And also not being worried about what they would say to me. Cause that was my big thing was the reason I was so scared to tell anyone at all was because I was making six figures. I had no debt. I managed it well from an outside perspective. There was a lot of people saying you are where we want to be. And just the fear of judgment and shame and guilt. Literally, I just held on to that and it was completely eating away my health mentally and physically. I had so, I have done so many tests to see what was going on. And it was incredible how once I really worked on that mindset that my physical and mental health came back and I I didn't ever know if I would get my brain health back. I didn't, that was the scariest out of all of them. And now being able to remember things easily and to be through that such darkness, I am so grateful, but it was really when I had went back to school and I was going through, I actually went back to school. I left my job as a power engineer, went back to school and studied holistic nutrition for a year. And I thought I wanted to coach people on nutrition. And that was when I realized the, the real true connection between, you know, my, mental health and physical health struggled with my mindset and really diving into the spiritual. That's when I really started realizing how everything is connected. Cause I was a very, um, cut and dry. Everything is separate. This doesn't affect this. And when I realized how much all of that was affecting, I went, Oh my gosh, this is the experience that I've went through from a perceived financial situation. Cause that wasn't my financial situation, but that was perceived to me. What are the people who are actually struggling with their finances, how is this affecting their mental, physical health? And that's when I realized that I needed to help people with this and talk about money from a completely different standpoint. I really talk about money from the mental and physical health aspect Mm -hmm. and combining the really good money management skills I had, but then also the really strong money mindset I had after going through my whole entire journey and having to really heal my relationship with money. 
Mm-hmm. I just, everyone needs to hear the story because like you said, like there's, there's so many effects that had physically on your body, whether that was memory and brain health or digestive and all the full spectrum of digestive things that could possibly happen to us. Very uncomfortable. And, you know, here you've realized that it wasn't a parasite. It wasn't Alzheimer's. It wasn't, you know, like all these things that we might think it might be. Instead, like there's this huge impact of your mindset on your body. So I'd love for you to clarify one thing to the audience, which is, um, you know, like you shared in your story, there's this six figure earner who's having immense financial stress, even though like some people might think, oh, she shouldn't be having stress, right? Because of that. It sounds like you were afraid of that, like shame or fear or guilt around that. So what's the difference between financial stress and perceived financial stress? Because it seems like they can affect you just as strongly. Absolutely. So what I, how I explain that is your mind, whatever you keep telling your mind, your mind is going to believe that that is physically happening, even if it's just a mental stress. So the analogy that I like to use is back in the day, the stresses that we had, they were physical stresses. They weren't medical, they weren't mental stresses. And it was more so you being worried about being eaten by an animal. So if you see something and you are running and you're trying to get away and everything in your body is just trying to keep you surviving. And then once you get away from that animal and you're in safety, everything in your body goes down, your cortisol goes down, everything else goes back to normal and your body, your body processes, they go back to maintaining instead of trying to just keep you surviving and your body responds so differently in those two situations. Mm -hmm. But I truly felt that I was like, I was just so deathly afraid of losing what I had, what I had and going back to that lifestyle that my body and my mind perceived it as the exact same. Now I know that might be hard to comprehend for someone who is truly financially struggling out there, but whatever it is that you keep those thoughts, you keep replaying that money story, you keep replaying, which is the money story I was replaying was not my actual situation. It was, Oh my God, like what if all this money you lose all of this money and you have nothing and you're struggling to eat again. It was, yes, mine was perceived, but my body and mind took it the exact same as this is how you are living your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important for us to realize as well. It like doesn't actually even matter how much, how, what the, the dollar amount is, the balance is in your bank account. If you have that, that stress can manifest in our body just as intensely. If we have the fear of, oh my God, I'm going to lose all of this, or I'm not responsible with money. I don't know what to do with it, or I don't have any. When you went down that, that journey of really like dissecting your money beliefs, are there things from your childhood that you like remember that came up that were just like, Oh, this is why I believe this. Or this is why I like feel so afraid of losing my money. So it was a lot of stuff that my dad said growing up. My dad had a really bad relationship with money and the words that he used, they were on a daily basis of money doesn't grow on trees and Mm -hmm. that, that money leaves you. So hearing that money leaves you just made me feel like it was going to leave. I had also, there was a book that I had read going through this time because um, my dad knew I loved studying money and this one was about the economy. Mm-hmm. And this book was so, 
it was talking about the economy crashing and it literally just threw my anxiety so bad that mm. I said, you know what? I have to be so careful about the information I consume. The news is something I don't watch anymore at all. I haven't watched the news in probably about six years. It's something that really affects me when I see a lot of the negativity going on. And mm -hmm. it, it really just, a lot of the stuff related back to things that my dad said growing up about money. And I, it took me a very long time, a really long time to realize those thoughts did not belong to me and they aren't my, that is not how I have to live my life. Those were my dad's money story that he mm -hmm. needed to heal. And there is no reason that I should be burdened with carrying his money story. And that didn't happen overnight. It definitely took a lot of awareness and a lot of journaling, but it's something that I really encourage you, the person listening who you feel like there's certain, there's certain words that come up and they trigger you. Are those really your beliefs about money and do they support the lifestyle you want to live going forward and feeling abundant and feeling calm around money or do those belong to someone else and you need to bless them. You need to thank them for doing the best that they could at that time. Mm -hmm. Let it go, forgive them, but choose to use different words and thoughts going forward because that is completely what affects your everyday quality of life. And that's a big thing I'm passionate about is talking about your quality of life because when it looked like I was doing really good, I was suffering so much. My quality of life was not there. I didn't, I had, I had money. I couldn't enjoy it because I was so sick. I was just trying to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about things I could go do because there was zero energy. I didn't have the brain power to even plan it. Mm -hmm. I, when I started this business was in about $25,000 of debt and I've shared and posted about that a little bit before and it was so scary, but my heart was just like, you have to do this. And then little did I know that also starting your own business is the time when all of your money shit comes up It all, all comes to the surface. And so here I was in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of debt and going, Hmm, I hope I get some clients this month. <laughs> and, um, I, I learned quickly that the only way I was going to feel abundance and attract abundance into this business and make it sustainable was why by going back and addressing my money story and my money beliefs. And so some of the ones that came up for me were, that I was not responsible with money and that like I didn't know how to take care of money and also um, specifically around my business like I'm not worthy of comp high compensation for the services or value that I have to serve and give the world and I've worked through those but I'm curious what are some of the kind of common limiting money beliefs that you may have experienced or that you hear or you see in your clients or communities? A big one when it comes to women is their worthiness of earning money. That is the vast majority. That's the number one that I see. And so when I talk to women, let's say that they do work a nine to five, talking to them about asking for a raise, they are so scared when I say that to them that they almost fall off their chair sometimes. They're like, there's yeah. no way that I could ask my boss for a raise. Like, not possible. Or when I work with other coaches and talk about them increasing their prices and them feeling like they're taking away from someone. And as women, we really, we give so much to everyone else. We have a really hard time for asking for help. And that is huge 
hugely related to your money because then your receiving abilities, if you have a hard time asking for help at all, when it comes to you receiving in your life, a lot of times you say, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, I'll do this. I'll, I'll get it. You, you don't do that. And we're literally blocking someone else from giving us something. And that comes in, that really affects us increasing our income. That affects us maybe changing careers to do something that is that we can earn more money or that is more rewarding. So a big thing that I find, it really comes back down to, it's the worthiness and telling women, you are enough as you are today, mm-hmm. but making sure that we really affirm that over and over because it's such a deeply ingrained belief. You know, and a lot of times, sometimes it comes back to something like in third grade, their teacher told them that they were not smart, that they were not creative, all of these things, like once we, it takes quite a few layers, but you know, you, you know, the peeling back, it really takes to get to mm-hmm. what is actually underlying, like what experience happened. And another thing I also see is with growing up in a family where there's boys and girls, sometimes parents will talk to their sons more about money, but not their daughters. Mm-hmm. And so really talking to them about that. Cause sometimes then they feel like I wasn't good enough to be explained how to properly use my money. It made me feel like I wasn't responsible with it because no one ever helped me or I had questions and they talked to my brother, but they never talked to me. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that are really specific to women. But the biggest one is just the worthiness and that you are enough and you are not an imposter because you want to ask for more money or because you are stepping into this new version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember about three years ago, I was just kind of binging free content on how to change your money mindset. Like I was unhappy in my career and I knew I wanted to change it and I wanted to start to coach full time and have podcasts like this and, and host programs. But I like there had all these limiting beliefs around actually quitting my job and like I can't afford to do that and that's expensive and my my internal dialogue was just so limiting as far as abundance and uh, eventually I watched enough of the free content to to just like really get the courage to go to my boss because like I thought okay well as long as I can get a raise in my current position maybe that'll at least help me transition out eventually. So I like got the balls and went and I asked for the raise and it was so scary, Mandy. I mean, like you're saying, like we get so scared. Like it made me feel like I was going to fall out of my seat. Like I cried afterwards. I was like shitting myself. Like it was so hard to just ask. It was so hard. And then what happened was I asked for the raise and I, then they, they're like, we don't have the money to pay you. Like, no, they said no. And of course that's not always the case, but that was a blessing for me because I was like, here I am asking for a raise in a job that I hate anyways. So how about let's just leave the job and go do the damn thing that I want to do. So that was like a huge moment for me to find the courage to ask for the raise that I knew I was worthy of, right? Like I, I was totally fucking worthy of it. They didn't have the money to keep me, but like whatever, right now I'm doing what my, my a calling and, and stepping into my, my soul's purpose. So when we think about that mindset, that dialogue that's inside of our head, how do we start to shift and heal the mindset around money? I love this question, but first I want to address what you had just said there, which was amazing. For starters, I'm so proud of you for actually saying, going to them and doing it when you're scared, not mm-hmm. waiting until you don't feel the fear, but going, this is so scary, but 
I am worthy of this and I'm going to ask for it. And then also when they did say no, instead of you kind of um, retreating and going, oh my gosh, like I have to stay in this job because I'm, you know, I'm not worthy of money. So I can't make it as my business. You went, you know what? F you, I'm going to go out on my own and do my business. So I love that. (laughs) I was gone. I was like, that's all I needed. All I needed was for you to say no. Now I have a reason to leave. Absolutely. That was such a huge blessing from the universe and that Mm -hmm. confirmation. So good for you for doing that. So when it comes to changing your mindset, honestly, we have 90% of the same thoughts as we had the day before. So the first thing is addressing what are the thoughts that are on your replay? Like literally, you know, when you put a song on because you love it so much and it's just over and over, we have those, but it's negative and it's constantly replaying and that is what is shaping how we feel about money. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I know that everyone's like do affirmations and most people don't, but I am serious. You have to replace the words you're using. And the only way is for your brain to hear new words. So I suggest having affirmations written down and having to save them every single day. Now I know at first when you're beginning a new habit, it is difficult to do that. So what I have my clients do is there's a free app. It's called think up and you can record yourself saying four affirmations in there. And then I don't have hardly any notifications to go off on my phone, but that goes off every single day. And I also tell you to set it for a time of day where it's maybe it's not your best time of day. Mornings are great for me. Evenings are great in the afternoon. Sometimes that's where I slow down. So that's a really, really good time for me to hear it. So it pops up. I push play. And the other thing is now I'm not listening to someone else. Tell me this. I'm listening to myself. Tell me this. This is so much easier to get into my subconscious to believe it. So there you go. When it comes to the affirmations and what I suggest when it comes to affirmations, a lot of times why people don't resonate with them is because they just pick ones that they've been told to use. Mm -hmm. Don't just pick, you need something that resonates with what your fears are. Mm -hmm. So to figure out what affirmation works for you, because I can give you examples, but I want you to sit down and write, like, what are the fears that you have around money? And then basically write the opposite, write it from a positive, write it from a, I have an, I am write it from that sort of way and make it really specific to you. I know when it comes to my clients who say, I'm just not good with numbers. I'm just not good at managing my money. What I have them say then is I'm a great manager of money. If they, if I, and depending on how they react, their body language to that, to seeing like, if they even believe that, Mm -hmm. then I might say, you can go ahead and say, I am becoming a great money manager. Like that's a, that's baby stepping it up. So really make your affirmations super specific to you and make it so you are listening to them every single day or reading them out loud. When it comes to reading them out loud, I think the most amazing way to do it is standing with your shoulders pulled back and your hands on your hips in wonder woman pose. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you, there's a Ted talk on YouTube, you can look up and it talks about how the way you stand, how that completely changes your confidence. And when you feel more confident, you are going to believe yourself more. Mm -hmm. So those are really the ways to start changing your money mindset. I also, I like my clients to do as much as they can on autopilot because anytime you learn a new habit, it's really kind of hard to build that habit up. So what I like to say is if there's any way that you can listen to at night, affirmations on YouTube that are, that will play while you're sleeping, you just kind of have them quieter. That is amazing. That's literally eight hours of you listening to that. Or if you're sitting at your computer, you can have music on really quietly that doesn't have any words, but it has sounds or frequencies that really helps to raise your vibrations or subliminal messages. 
So anything that you can basically kind of almost put on autopilot. So it's not feeling like it's another thing on your to-do list. Like it's literally just filling that time. That is one of the best things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Those are really good tips. Uh, I have um, some affirmations, like seven or eight a day that pop up on my phone, but sometimes I catch myself just swiping them away and not really like taking the moment to actually like read them or say them or embody them or see them as like real and believable. So hearing your own voice is so powerful. I love that. I'm going to do that idea. (laughs) I'm taking that one. That one is coming home with me. So thank you. Thank you for those tips. I want to ask you something maybe sort of random, which is the the word expensive. Like, I, I don't know, this word expensive to me brings up so many feelings. Like I've been told over and over again, that's expensive. This is expensive. Like blah, 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 expensive, expensive. I can't afford that. And that's obviously part of our, our mindset and our dialogue, internal talk as well. Love to hear your feelings on the word expensive and how we kind of get out of this feeling of, of lack around, I can't have this or it's too much. So personally, I hate the word expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that this is for so many people that they have this same story is that growing up, you heard that from your parents. Mm-hmm. And when you heard that right in the moment, what did you feel? You felt rejection. Mm-hmm. You felt like you weren't being loved, although that that's not the case, but this is how you felt. And when you hear that word, you don't know, but you have those same feelings. Like you feel like you're taken back a little bit. So I don't allow any of my clients to use the word expensive and we really work on replacing that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is when you say this is too expensive, that is a statement with a period at the end and there's nothing that you can do about it. That is telling you that that is your situation and then that is it. And that feels really terrible because you feel like you have no control over influencing it. Mm-hmm. So what I instead, when people are, are thinking of saying this is too expensive, I want you to instead say, how can I afford this? When you say, how can I afford this? It is not a no. It is tapping into two things, you being resourceful and creative. Just think of it this way. Every single month, your rent gets paid. Even when you're worried about other expenses and feeling like you can't pay for those things, when it comes to your rent, you know that you need a place to live. So you do whatever you have to do to have money for rent. Mm -hmm. And if you just had that mindset around how can I afford it, it completely changes it. It makes you think, okay, what can I do as a side hustle? What can I do to reduce my expenses? What can I do to increase my income? Like there's so many things that you can do now, mm-hmm. but when you put it as just, this is expensive, you completely shut down and it's you telling yourself you're not worthy of more. Mm-hmm. I have that conversation with women who tell me that my programs are too expensive and you know, it's a hard conversation I think to have. And it's, it's kind of a harsh reality. Sometimes it's calling you out on your bullshit, but it's like, is it too expensive or are you not prioritizing this in your life? Or are you not willing to move other things around in order to make this a priority or to make it work? Like we can make it work if it's our top priority, like having a roof over our heads and paying rent. Like you use that example. So for the people who, uh, you know, I think most of us need to probably shift some of the, the mindset and the talk around money, but what about the actual handling of money and more of the strategy, the like tangible masculine energy around money? 
Absolutely. And I love combining these two because I want people to know it's not just one or the other. You absolutely have to improve both of them. And something that makes a really big difference when you're feeling anxiety or really, really high stress around money is taking action. Mm -hmm. Action is what really helps to reduce the anxiety. And when I say take action, I'm really talking about the tangibles, like what you can actually improve on your financial situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give three things that you can do to really start to manage your finances better. And the first one is, and these are going to sound simple, but I really want you to just really soak them in. So the first one is to organize when your expenses are coming out of your account or due from the first of the month to the 31st of the month. And the reason this is so important is because when you see how much money is coming out and when it makes it a lot easier to know how much money you can spend at a certain time, or if you need to increase your income somehow for the stuff that's coming up, it's all about being able to live the lifestyle that you want to. But in order to do that, you need to know what your financial situation is. So you know what changes need to be made. So Mm -hmm. writing those down, the next one is to switch any bills that you can to coming out on auto pay instead of you having to pay them because the less that you have to do hands-on that's automatic, the better it is better on your brain. It makes you feel a lot better about money when it's coming out automatically. And then, and, and really just streamlining that process. And then the third one, the biggest question I get asked about how can I save money is on groceries and eating out. And this is one of the fastest ways that you can save money. And I can give you tons of tips and tricks for reducing groceries, but the fastest way to do, to do this is actually to use cash. So Mm -hmm. hear me out first, because I know when some people hear the words cash, they haven't used cash in like 15 years. So it's, it sounds like, no, that's not convenient for me. But what I suggest to do this is every two weeks, take out a certain amount of money for groceries and eating out. And that is how much you will use for the next two week period. Now you do have to do a little bit of calculation and figuring this out ahead of time. It's something that I work on my clients with to figure out what that amount is. And I don't recommend you taking it out the first of the month because we get really disconnected within 30 days of our money, but 14 days, it's a lot. It works really well with our lifestyle. So you'll have the money in your wallet. And as you see it going down, you start to make different choices when you are standing in line and all of a sudden there'd be like nine more items that just like somehow got in your cart. Those items are not in your cart. It actually helps with your brain because you're not making decisions and you're not trying to have so much willpower of, do I buy these chips or do I buy this? And a lot of times those additional items that we're getting in our cart are things that are actually not, not raising our energy, not making us feel good. They're kind of those things that actually reduce our energy. And our energy is a huge correlation with the income that we can earn and the money we can bring into our life. So think of it from like literally a double win-win is you're tightening up your grocery budget, but at the same time, you're also helping yourself to keep your energy at a higher state. Mm-hmm. So I really recommend, and yeah, it's going to take some time to get used to using cash, but it's an incredible way of saving money. Some of my clients, we have saved between four and $500 a month, which yeah. literally is the difference of making their vehicle payment. Yeah, Like it's, crazy how just that one expense can really tighten it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That 
especially eating out. We don't do it very often, a lot because of just food allergies and sensitivities. But like sometimes we go to, to pay that bill and I love to be able to indulge in that from time to time and be like, oh, that was an amazing meal that we treated ourselves to. But sometimes I look at the bill too and I'm like, I could have bought a whole week of groceries for that <laughs> that much, right? So it's like, you know, the experience, but also depends on, again, where are your priorities and what are you trying to save for? Like, what is your intention behind your money and where are you trying to put it in your life? So for the woman, and this used to be me, <laughs> who is afraid of looking at her bank account at all, like she completely avoids anything and everything that has to do with money. She swipes her card and buys her groceries or goes to the coffee shop and buys a coffee and she's like crossing her fingers like, I hope it goes through. I hope it goes through. What would you say to that woman who avoids that bank account? P.S. I don't avoid it anymore. <laughs> Well, I'm, pr I'm proud of you for how far you've came, but this is such a good question because it happens all the time. And what I tell my clients to do is anytime you do anything financial related, I want you to have a money date. I want you to physically, like literally biohack your environment so you feel better when you look at those numbers. Because you already know when you first start looking at it more, I recommend you to look at it every single day just so you can start to see... And it's, it's like if you watch a scary movie and they never actually show who the killer is or the monster, you, it, the fear of the unknown is so great. Mm -hmm. But if they actually showed who that, that person was and you're like, oh, actually, like, he doesn't even look that scary or that yeah. monster doesn't even look that bad, all of a sudden, it makes a really big difference. So that monster of the, the unknown of, oh my gosh, what does my count show? you checking in on those every single day and it can literally take you like less than two minutes to do that mm -hmm. is you look at it and, but you have to breathe. You breathe when you look at it and you give yourself credit for looking at it, but yeah. how to have a money date. And my clients at first, they kind of look at me like, is she whack? And then after they've had them, then they thank me and they're really excited that they actually did do it. So a big one is essential oils, diffusing something or putting something on because you're physically, you're really changing that. Also, you can put on YouTube, some soft music or something that is like, makes you feel really good. I, I don't recommend doing a bunch of words because I really want you to focus on your, on your numbers or, or sitting down and doing your finances. But so listen to something that is calming, uh, have an area that's not cluttered, clean your desk first because clutter makes us feel anxious. And I know that I'm hugely correlated to that. So have it clean, have also be drinking something that tastes good. Like if you are deciding you're cutting down on coffee and I'm not a, I'm not a coach that says cut all your coffee out. We, we figure out, is that a high vibe expense for you or a low vibe expense? Mm -hmm. And then we, we work that into your budget. But let's say that you are deciding to just have coffee once a week or something from, from somewhere. You could buy a drink that you really like or kombucha or whatever, whatever you want to drink that makes you feel good. Have that when you're doing your money date. So everything around you is associating dealing with your finances as something you enjoy to do. Mm -hmm. And I like when my clients use hot beverages because hot is a nourishing feeling. And we as women, a lot of times don't nourish ourselves a lot. So literally it's these little things, you know, if you have crystals, set them around things that make you really excited. Mm -hmm. So every time you check in with it, that you start to feel better. It's now a calm environment instead of feeling scary. And also make sure it's quiet. Make sure no one is there to bug you. Turn your phone on, do not disturb. Don't look at your phone. And all of a sudden it starts to feel a whole lot better than it did before. And it can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I love uh, that you brought up the kind of feminine receiving energy and that nourishing drink as well. I think I need to incorporate that. I used to be the online entrepreneur who at the end of the month would like tally all my numbers 
And that so did not work because here I was setting a, you know, however many thousand dollar per month goal for my, my business. And I had no idea how close I was until the 30th or the 31st each month. And it just didn't make any sense. And so now I go through and every single day I, I pay myself. So I take whatever is in my PayPal account and I like lovingly transfer it over to my checking account, like for me to spend as Sarah Small. And it's, it's this like little sacred process. It feels good. Whereas before it was like almost, again, like not the avoidance of looking at the bank account, but almost an avoidance of just like seeing how much money I was making in my business. And now that I'm crystal clear, I know down to the penny today, I did this this morning, how much money Autoimmune Tribe has made from the 1st of January to the 16th of January. That is empowering, empowering and liberating. And it feels so much better to have clarity. And now when I have a, a specific goal for, for January, like I do, I can see, oh, okay, here I am inching closer and closer and closer and closer, or this is how far much, much farther away I am, and this is how I'm going to be able to, to meet and fill that gap, and that feels so much better. So uh, yeah, just the taking action part, like you said, too. Taking action helps release the anxiety around it. We just have to go fucking do it. So I want to talk a little bit about the energy around it before I run out of time. So money has energy. We, we give it energy. And I've noticed in, in my life, numerous different periods of my life, but even recently in my business that I hit an energetic maximum. So this place where it's like, I feel like I've, I've plateaued or I've hit like this comfort zone almost with money. And I, I want more, but it's like, it's not uh, ha it's not happening yet. So can you talk about the energy around money and kind of when we do hit an energetic maximum and, and how to bust through it? For sure. So one of the things that I want people to remember is that money is just, it, it, it is energy. And when you're like, okay, but I'm not quite understanding that. Think of it back in the day when people used to, they used to trade things. They used to trade flour for this and they used to trade milk. And that is what they did to get other things. And then as society evolved, they decided to create a currency that we call money. It is literally the exact same thing. It is just trading a service for another service. You are helping someone overcome something or whatever it may be. You're helping them and they are just giving back to you for for you giving them such a huge gift. So that is, that is just explaining on a little bit of it, you know, making it so when you say money is just energy, it's easier to understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to you hitting a plateau, a lot of times that's a really good time to start journaling out and to start just diving just that layer deeper of like, okay, so why have I hit this plateau? Like, why is my thermostat for money now here when I want to crank that thermostat up even higher? Mm -hmm. So it's really like diving deeper. And sometimes there is some sort of fear that we have around something that we know maybe we could do that would be really great, but we're, we're maybe scared of rejection from maybe reaching out to someone from maybe expanding from a releasing a new program from doing something we haven't done yet. Like we're scared of hearing no, we're scared of hearing the rejection. And it all comes back to that feeling of like that we won't be loved. Mm -hmm. That's really what everything comes back to. Mm -hmm. And so it's just you, you know, maybe you sitting down and journaling out like, what is this next level that I need to step into and what part about it scares me? Yeah. And when you journal it out, you know, and because I truly believe that we all have the answers inside of us. I know that I did, but I was for seven years, I was way too afraid to say a single thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we say we don't know, 
because we a maybe don't trust our intuition we want to put that that trust within someone else because we feel like well there's no possible way that i have the answer to this big thing mm-hmm. when really we do we just have to really strengthen our intuition really listen to her because she is so incredibly powerful. So just sit down and go, you know, and what is it that I want to do that really excites me, but I'm also really scared to do, you yeah. know, and that really can give us so much power. Cause maybe there's something that, you know, that you are the person to do this. You're being called to do it, but there's just that little bit of that hesitation, that fear, you know, maybe it's, you know, if there's something that you want to do, but there's something else that scares you that you'd have to have that set up in order to do that. Going, well, why does that other thing scare me? Why, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And just really you owning the fact how fucking incredible you are and that you can make this happen. And it's just going back into that worthy. Like I am worthy of this, not, not in the year from now version, but in the right now version, I am, I am worthy of this. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And that's, that's really what I've had to do to get through like each layer of that plateau. Cause it's happened several times. Most recently, my coach and I were talking and he's like, well, Sarah, like 31, I'm 31 now, 31 old version of Sarah is like, fuck yes, I'm worthy of this. Like, go, go, go. You got this girl. Like she's totally on board with the energy of that number. But six, seven, eight year old Sarah scared shitless of that number. She never knew or thought that she was capable of that number. And here it is like, I'm close to it and she's freaking out and she doesn't feel like it's safe to have that much money. So I had to go back and do inner child work and just talk to the seven year old little girl inside of me and be like, Hey, this is okay. This is actually really fun. And we're serving our purpose and we're, we're sharing our light and we're helping people transform their lives. Like it doesn't have to be scary. Money's not scary. And all those old beliefs came up again, (laughs) but it was um, really liberating to work through them and realize that like those answers were, were inside me. I just had to have like a dialogue with that the part of me that was still afraid of, of hitting the next level. So this is like my favorite ever. I love actually talking about money now, now that I've worked through a lot of the shit around it. I love to talk about it. I think it's so fascinating. It's just another aspect of our healing and how it affects our physical health and another aspect of, of healing our energy body as well. So thank you so much, Mandy. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, contribute that we feel like you, we left out today? Yeah, just one last thing. I just want to say it's all about being consistent in showing up for working on your money mindset and then tangibly taking action. Mm-hmm. It's the little daily habits that compound over time. It's the, the compound effect, like little by little. And then all of a sudden one day you wake up and either your mindset is just significantly improved or your finances and what you track increases. So when you, when you look at your finances and you have clarity, as you were saying earlier, that's how you're able to go. This is how close I am to that goal or not close. And then all of a sudden you, the create creativity can kick in of like, what can I do to hit that then? Mm-hmm. But if you are not looking at it cause you're scared, you don't have the clarity. There's no way at all that you can create a roadmap of how to get where you want to be. So really step into the Even if you're scared going, you know what, maybe I'm scared to look at my finances every day or to like figure out how the heck I'm going to get there. Really just owning that you being consistent is absolutely going to get there. And it's consistency in both the mindset. So listen again to some of the things that I had mentioned about automatic, but then also doing the things tangibly and combining those and you will significantly change your financial situation. 
Yes. Amen. Yes. Everyone listening, know that it is so possible to completely change things around. You can go from $25,000 in debt like me to living debt-free and an abundant life. Like it, you just have to believe it. And, and like Mandy said, the mindset and the tangible task, taking action. Now, where can everyone learn more, work with you, continue to heal their, their relationship with money, Mandy? Absolutely. So you can find me on my website, mandythomas.com. And Mandy does have two Y's. That is how my name is spelled. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram a lot. I love sharing on Instagram. So you can follow me on there and on Instagram stories, the same at Mandy Thomas. And I do have a Facebook group where I do live training. So diving in deeper to mindset, but also really into the tangibles too. So if you want to really speed that journey up, you can join our group. It is called Confident Everyday Money. Beautiful. Thank you again. Like I said, I love this conversation. I'm so glad we were able to share this with everyone today. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. What do you all think? Wasn't that amazing? And probably a little confrontational too, because some of us still avoid our money. And the tips that Mandy gave were super actionable. So I highly encourage you go and you start to take those action steps. The links to her community and her resources are in the show notes. And just because I know there's so many out of you out there who are having stress around money and I can remember so deeply what that feels like, I am offering you my How to Manifest Money for Your Wellness Goals mini training. It's one hour long. This training is normally for sale on my website for $35, but for 48 hours, I'm offering it to you for $20 off at only $15. So this, again, is a one-hour training to help you change your relationship with money. I teach you the steps on how to stop feeling broke as fuck and unable to invest in all the things that you really, really want and instead help you detoxify your limiting money beliefs and start bringing in some cash money for your wellness goals. So we break down 10 easy steps to make over that relationship and you can leave the new money mindset as long as, disclaimer, as long as you show up and you do the work. You do the work, my loves. So you gotta show up, you gotta do the work, you gotta pay $15 to get in there, but then what becomes available to you as an energetic shift that you can feel right away in mind, body, and soul. So if that's interesting to you, go check that out in the show notes as well. Again, 48 hours flash sale, $20 off that training. If you're listening to this at another time, it's still available to you just at the normal $35 rate. And I will see you guys next time wishing you lots and lots of abundance in your life.